Mike Podcast 71 Game Recap, final game of the year. Jets with a uh, historically bad offensive performance, but, uh, you know, that's life. What's up, Vort? Not much. A little bittersweet, a little bit bittersweet doing the last recap of the season, but uh, more to look forward to. But uh, I'm just going to throw this out there to start off the podcast. Nothing about this game left me feeling negative. Um, We lost. We lost bad. But by around halftime, probably closer to the fourth quarter, I kind of just told myself, stop looking for the miracle look for what's in front of you you have a playoff team that's going to have double digit wins playing the jets team that is to say by by the last game of the season to say that we were decimated by injuries i think is an insult to the word decimated i don't know where the jets were finding bodies especially on offense probably on defense too so i'm going to take the positives zach wilson managed to finish the season on a nice stretch without turning the ball over the touchdown pass was a laser in a very tight window, which officially shut the book on his rookie season the way um, the way I wanted it to, the way you, I believe, were hoping for improvement. He gave us that. So I'm not going to look at the game that we lost. We looked bad. The offense didn't do this. There's a lot of shit we can nitpick. It was the last game of a season of a team that's mentally struggling to get to the finish line, but was trying. beaten to shit by injuries, beaten to shit by the season itself. So that was kind of my takeaway. I looked at the the positive, which for me, there was no bigger positive than Zach Wilson and the way he finished the season by protecting the ball. It's so funny you say that because I was wondering if you would look at the, you know, I know you watch the game and not only look at the stats, but I wondered if you would take the stats more seriously and we'd have another disagreement. But I am on the exact same page. I did not see, I I, I guess I saw some negative from him, but it was normal rookie negative stuff and also could be attributed to a guy who who literally had nobody to throw the ball to, no time to do it. And, you know, and and, I mean, I, I, I was impressed i will say i wasn't impressed in the oh my god he was so good way i was in the impressed in the holy shit he could have fallen apart and really really had a terrible game and didn't way you know so that i was, am right there with you yeah. that was the big thing that there was every reason to for the jets to jet meaning to completely turn it into a trap game where there's turnover there's um mental mistakes because you're checked out and you're just like i just don't want to get injured i want to i want to start my off season and get get ready and prep for the next season there was, I, again, I didn't see that. What I saw is a good playoff team outplayed a young, inexperienced, injury-ravaged, bad team. And that's all yeah. it was. But the bad team gave us the positive signs that uh, were kind of there. The other thing that I want to mention, when, um, I'm 40 now. When I was a little younger, I was so deep into sports. I, I still am. I'm still a crazy diehard fan. But I mean to a point where I would know the backups, who the backup was dating, what was the name of the backup punter's I dog. I mean, I knew it all. And yesterday watching the game, I'm literally looking. I was uh, at my in-laws watching the game, <laughs> yeah. and they're not uh, Jets fans, but I'm literally looking at them, and I'm like, I don't know who the hell these guys are. Who is this right. wide receiver? Who is this black? Lineman? Yeah, I don't even. I still don't know his first name. But black caught a ball and that nice catch he made on a third down and a dive. And I was like, who the fuck is black? No idea who that is. I still don't know who he is. Yep, and I know the feeling. Yeah. So that's exactly when I kind of told myself that. Listen, yes, you're not as uh, you're uh, you're married. You have kids. You you just can't be involved in it 22 hours a day like you used to be. 
but I still have love. I still have knowledge, uh, understanding of the game. This was just watching a team that was basically just patched together to get across the finish line. So I'm not really going to pay attention to the stats. I'm going to focus on the guys that are our future. And uh, they gave me positive feelings. And frankly, you know, I was really kind of hammering our coach, Robert Sala, in the beginning of the season. Even though the wins and losses don't reflect a lot to be positive about, I also give him a lot of credit. This could have been a lot, a lot worse. And if you need an example, look at teams like uh, Detroit Lions and Houston uh, Houston Texans. This was a young team. Then injuries started piling up. Things were not clicking. The season was getting away. It did get away from us in stretches, I guess. But the fact that he never... He didn't let the boat turn into a Titanic. He steered it and he piloted it to at least a safe landing. There's some damage, there's bruises, there's cracks. We need the pit crew to fix it up. But he did not allow the ship to completely just disintegrate into dust. I thought of you um, like at one point in the game, and it kind of is a, is a nice segue from what you just said. Uh, early in the game, the, the, there were a couple of scuffles, right? And um, one of the scuffles came on... I see. I'm already forgetting the circumstances, but I know the Jets. Um, shit, I forgot. Let me. I'm gonna, I actually made a note. Let me go because I didn't make a lot of notes of this game. This one I did. Uh, fourth. Oh, fourth and one. Right, and Buffalo sneaked it, and uh, at the very last second. Right, and a bunch of Jets ran over to the Buffalo sideline. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And apparently, someone on the Jets had gotten into a scuffle with the Buffalo guys, and like half the uh, half the defense ran over to defend them. And I was like, that is a team that is playing together. They may not be good. They may not uh, have a ton of talent. They may have some guys out, but they're, they're still fighting for each other, man. To, to run off of the line of scrimmage and go and go to the sideline to, to protect your guy, that, that means that was something I took as the coach has these guys playing together and playing for each other. It was a big thing for me. And uh, I agree with you. I wish I could say that, uh, oh, this is a sign of a lack of discipline, this, that, or the other. I love it. This is sports is, and this is something I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it. If you never played sports, you will never understand. And I don't mean professional, high level. I don't care if you played, as long as you played organized sports from the the time you were a kid to an adulthood, it is a brotherhood. You, I don't want to overstate the word, but it's you go to war on Sunday. You gotta trust these people. You gotta, you gotta love them. You gotta be willing to go to battle for them. So, nothing about that was uh, bad to me. It was, uh, it was unity. It was everything that I wanted to see. See, the thing is, though, is you could ha- that could go three ways. It could go that they freaking walk away from the guy and let him fend for himself against forty other guys. It could be that they they are not going to run over there because they, there could be penalties and they don't want to give up field position and be disciplined. Or they could say, "Fuck that! This guy's fucking with my, my my boy. I'm running over there and fuck the consequences." They they are fighting for each other. That, that's the that's the thing that I took away from that is these guys ran off at a line of scrimmage as soon as the play was over and went to fight for their guy. And that is that is the sign of a team that is playing together that that cares for each other, as you said, brothers. You know and you 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 don't have that. You I mean you could be playing together and be happy to play together and you know not and and you know all of the things that go with being a team. But when you actually take that step to fight for somebody on your team, that is that to me is a great sign. And that and that was kind of when I I started to turn a little bit towards towards really liking Salah because the night before 
I was talking to a buddy of mine and we, he, we were both talking about how LaFleur and Zach Wilson have made all kinds of progress and there's a lot of hope and the future's bright. And the one guy I am still not completely sold on, although I am not sour on him either, I am not completely sold on Salah because, you know, a lot. I guess a lot of what he does is not obvious and he's made some mistakes. But that there told me that Salah has these guys motivated and playing together as a team. And when they get some talent in that room and, a, and another year under their belt of working the system together and 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 you're you're gonna see that this is gonna be a tough team to beat because because they will have that camaraderie and that that was when i kind of flipped the corner on on salah to me lafleur our offensive coordinator was a a much bigger question mark with his decision uh i'll i'll put it this way nobody on the jets gets a pass as they've met or exceeded expectations everybody Everybody was in the gutter. Everybody managed to pull out of it, and that's where I give a ton of credit to the head coach. That's why. But the listen, am I sold on him? No. It's a there's a lot to see. There's improvements that need to be present for next season and beyond. But he definitely saved it to a point where we're not uh, going going looking into the future a little bit for our next podcast when I want to do uh, a report card for the rookies, for the coaching staff, for the big name players. A lot of those guys, at least uh, uh, from my perspective, a lot of those guys dragged themselves out of the F territory and put themselves either into like a C, D, or an incomplete, but certainly a lot better than a complete uh, disaster that was uh, the, that we were looking at early on. Yep, and and I I think we both were really really worried about Lafleur early on. I don't necessarily have reservations about him anymore. I think he and Zach Wilson are both in the same boat to me. They both have shown enough that I'm looking forward to seeing more, but neither one of them I'm thinking are, you know, in the Hall of Fame. But I, I also don't feel like, uh, shit, we may have made the wrong decision anymore. I think LaFleur made a lot of strides. He did a lot of stuff. And I am not going to look, just like I'm not going to look at this as a bad thing on Sunday. I'm not going to look at it bad for him either. <laughs> Nobody. You know, there was a guy on, uh, of course, it's always Facebook. There's a guy on Facebook today who, um, you know, somebody said something about Wilson similar to what we were saying. And he was like, he's like, uh, yeah, well, I mean, whose fault is it we don't have depth? So my, my point to him was, I said, do you think teams often go five players deep? And he was like, oh, I didn't say anything about that. I said something about depth. I'm like, yeah, but the Jets, they lost their first five wide receivers, five, the first four. That means you're playing with the best guy is your fifth guy. I said, do you think any team could, could play well like that? And then you throw a rookie into the mix and a, and the best defense in the league. I mean, Buffalo's defense, let's, you want to talk about like something. And I said that this is going to be something Zach Wilson hasn't seen before. I expected him to wilt. He didn't wilt. Uh, but at the same time, that, that defense was ferocious. I mean, how do you expect the offensive coordinator to come up with a game plan when the when the defensive, defensive line's in the backfield for the entire game? They had nine friggin' sacks, dude, nine. That was the entire game. I kept, uh, I had your voice in my head, kind of reminding me that we're playing against a ferocious defense, not a good defense, not an average defense, but a damn good, one of the best defenses statistically this year. So to me, watching the Jets uh, not self-destruct, protect the ball, again, couldn't make plays because they weren't good enough. And I'll say that, yes, the team that was on the field was not good enough to make plays against a good play-of-bound team, and it showed. But uh, again, it's how you choose to look at it. And this week, maybe I'm going soft, whatever that may be, I am focusing on the positives, which uh, I think uh, 
anything except the complete self-destruction, which would have been the Jets were used to, would have been like, oh, okay, what do you expect? The game, pretty much, if you step back and kind of take a look at the game, honestly, I shouldn't be all that surprised. So the fact that there were positive signs to me is a huge step, and that's going to be my takeaway from the last game of the season. Yeah, I mean, that goes back to what we've talked about several times, is there's a big difference between completely inept uh, and the you know and and some, taking some positivity away because there's progress. Yes, if you want to look strictly at the result, then yeah, it was the freaking worst. I mean, he was seven for twenty because of all the sacks. They had sixty five total yards. That makes it sound like you know like a like, like they played a pee wee football game. But if you watch the game and you're not automatically hating on the kid because you just don't like him for whatever reason, like so many people seem to do, there is a there was some positive to take out of it. There are some legitimate excuses. Excuses. Not excuses in the sense of I'm giving him a pass, but legitimate reasons that he didn't play well and couldn't play well. I think one of the things, you know, we want to touch on him running around all day. One of the things Wilson got used to was running back a few steps and then coming around the corner. And, and escaping from the defensive line. Buffalo clearly looked at film and took those lanes away. So when Wilson yep. would back up, right, he would back up and and they knew his move next was going to be to duck, turn around and run around the edge. There was a guy there waiting for him. He had no chance at all. Now, yes, it would have been nice if he could have fig, you know, figured something else out of his trick, trick of book, uh, book of tricks and not kept running backwards, which is some of the complaints people had. You've got to get rid of the boy. He can't run backwards. I think you know, the kid, this is a learning experience. He's going against a ridiculously good defense that, that did this to everybody all year. Buffalo, at some point in the game, they said Buffalo had 18 sacks in the last three games. Which is that Jets haven't had 18 all year. 18 sacks in the last three games, and they got a couple more after that. So th- this this is a young kid who has just gotten better, who has just improved. He's clearly not there yet. He's overwhelmed. I mean, this is not this is not an excuse for him. It is just the truth. He's overwhelmed. It doesn't mean he's bad. He had a bad game, but not a terrible game, because a terrible game would have been him, you know, wilting under the pressure and turning the ball over. He still didn't turn the ball over. He still hung in there. Yes, he made Made some bad decisions based on his previous experience where running back a little bit and around would get him what he needed. This time it didn't work and he will learn from that because and I could say that confidently because he has he has totally and clearly learned from stuff earlier in the season and, and applied it late in the season. I agree. I agree. That was uh, you can be the, the true dark sider and that fan that will never be satisfied. Jamie, if you're listening, we love you, buddy. But uh, you can also be that fan that, listen, we're going to trash this team when they deserve it. And they deserved it a lot over the last couple of years. But when they give us a glimpse, a hope of something right, something positive, especially when it comes to our young quarterback, yeah, I got to respect it. I got to appreciate it. And I got to recognize it. And hopefully it continues growing in the right direction. Yeah, we may be, uh, you know, we may have trashed the team. We may be darksiders. We may be kind of, you know, beaten into PTSD, but we're also fair. And, you know, we're not going to call something something else when it's not. The Jets last year and some of the times we trashed them this year are were abysmal across the board. Yes, they, the result is still abysmal, but they are not abysmal anymore. And the, all we've asked for, we would be hypocrites if we backed off of it. All we've asked for is is progress. That's the, the one word you and I have used since sometime last year. We don't, and we, we said it at the beginning of this year. I don't care how many wins there are. I want to see progress. And if you're truly going to say that you have not seen progress with this team just because the results are similar, then you, you, you're 
either not you're either not trying to look for it or you just don't know football well enough and you're a surface fan who's just looking at the game like like the average person in a bar like so many women who love football but only know the results you, you ever notice and it's not i'm trying not to be chauvinistic but you ever notice that when women you know, a lot not there are some women who know their stuff but a lot of women will love the game they'll know like the big players they'll know the general rules but it doesn't go much deeper than that those and there's a lot of guy fans like that too it just happens to be more women those are the type of fans who will look at this and say jesus christ they lost 27 games in the last two years how can you see any hope no there is hope there is a lot of progress that has been made and if you don't want to see it then you don't have to then you'll you're only going to be happy when you know when they're the most when the best team in the league and that may never happen you know but th there is a lot of progress that's been made and that's all we ask for and we got it so we have to be happy in a simple question i would ask and that's kind of the last thing that i have before we we can review the stats or if you have something else to add but the biggest question that i would ask if you're a real fan if you claim you understand football and you're realistic and honest compare how you feel today the monday after the season ended this year versus how you felt last year are you absolutely swearing to throw away all your jets memorabilia if they retain that idiot of a coach are you are you dropping on your hands and knees and saying, my gosh, how many more years can we go without drafting a quarterback and getting it right? So just looking at those things, uh, comparing how we feel at the end of this season versus at the end of last season, last season was just an abyss. It was just an abyss, and it was all you and me had to hope for is uh, that they will fire the coach, and that came to fruition. And where did it put us? Square one, rebuild, uh, and hope it works out this time. This season, again, Wins and losses, terrible. We're not putting any rosy smells on that. Terrible. But if you look at the growth, the quarterback, the coaching staff, everybody across the board, especially that last four or five games, the progress, the development, it's noticeable, it's tangible, it's there, and there's a lot of positives. So to me, last season, abyss, suicidal thoughts, never watching football again. This season, Wow, they really stepped it up. They turned it around. The energy is there. The passion is there. Young guys with potential are there who showed it this season. Holy shit. Let's speed up the clock and let's get us to next season already. I'm excited. Yes, and I, I really believe that there are a lot more people out there than you think that do look at it that way. There are a lot of people out there who have spent this whole year saying the Jets are worse than they were last year. A whole bunch of people who who are just looking at this as like, you know, we've been rebuilding all these years. There's no progress. They're still losing. They still have this. They still have that. It's it's. I mean, I would say it's frustrating, but I was I was there once, so I understand. And I chose to to look at it differently and learn. And if they choose not to, then that's on them. But there are a lot of people who are looking at this at face value and do not realize that, as you said, that there has been a lot of progress made. These guys, there's and and the one word that came to me while you were saying that is the Jets seem to have a foundation in place. They have a foundation for the first time ever. They have a bunch of young players, and it doesn't matter whether they're key positions. They have young players they can build on and continue to. Build on with all the draft picks and all the and all the salary cap room they have that as those players develop and the and the ones they draft come in if they continue to develop three years from now you have a bunch of young players on on affordable deals then that's when now you have a little bit of cap room you go buy the superstar running back or the super or the stud wide receiver or something like that that's when you go buy the guy when you've got a young team and you could take the salary cap hit and you're one step away from really being there that's that's when you make that move now you just gotta you gotta 
got to take your lumps now. Now you have to take your lumps. They took their lumps this year and they progressed. Everybody, for the most part, everybody across the board progressed. And I, you know, I can't speak for Denzel Mims. <laughs> We're going to him and his, his weekly penalty when they, when they stuck him in there. And they had no choice but to have that guy play. And he just could not get involved in the game. I don't know. You know a lot of people pointed out that he was running, you know, like half speed. And uh, you know, someone gave like gave a pretty good reason. It's that like they know they're not going to throw the ball to him. Why is he going to Why is he going to play hard? Yeah, well, that goes to show the work ethic. Maybe if you played hard, they try and get you the ball. You know, so I, I know I went into a Denzel Mims tantrum out of nowhere, but that was that was the one guy that jumps out when I talk about how everybody made progress and we've got building blocks. No, and I'm actually glad you brought him up, Mag, because Mims is the he's kind of the microcosm of what the NFL is. You can lose your spot in the pecking order. You can go from a second or third receiver to a fourth or fifth, whether it's an injury, whether it's lack of performance. But the biggest thing is when there is an opportunity, whether it's an injury, whether it's a suspension, you gotta put your fucking best foot forward because you're putting something on tape. Denzel Mims had three weeks where he literally needed to make one or two highlight or game-breaking catches. If he makes one acrobatic catch over the last three weeks, some GM would be like, holy shit, it's there. It's it's in him. We just need a change of scenery. But if I'm a GM and I'm looking because any GM worth of them would be looking at Denzel Mims. Here's a young wide receiver. Everybody knows he's as good as gone from the Jets. Let's check out what he puts on film. And what you see is a guy who commits dumbass penalties, doesn't hustle, doesn't look like he's mentally involved, basically playing for his next contract, possibly for his NFL career, and this is what he's doing. I'm not impressed. I'm not touching that guy. I don't want him in my locker room. Yeah, no, he's he'll get he'll you know if the Jets don't keep him, which you know there's always a chance. I mean, he's still on a young rookie deal. Maybe they get him some help in the offseason. But uh, there's always somebody who'll take a flyer on him. But he's not going to get any kind of he's going to get a league minimum kind of deal as a guy at the end of the bench on somebody's practice squad. And if he improves, great. If not, then no harm, no foul, and they let him go. So he he's at a crossroads. And if he doesn't, <laughs> I mean, whatever. You know, I'm not going to spend a lot of time and energy thinking about him. He can he can screw himself at this point. He's the one guy on the team that is an obvious, uh, like, anticlimactic thing to everybody else who's progressed and played hard and worked their asses off for each other. Yep, and that's why he's not going to be around much longer because he clearly showed that he's not into the new Jets mentality, and that's going to cost him. I agree. Um, I don't have anything else on the game. I didn't make specific notes. It was there didn't seem to be a reason to do it. Um, you know, I, I did make a note, but I said it already. The Jets have lost 27 games in the last two years. That's pretty freaking mind-boggling. Um, I, I don't think there was anything else from the game I wanted to touch on. Nothing nothing really stood out. The defense the defense played pretty well. Um, you know, the punter on Buffalo really helped us out. We couldn't take advantage, but he did help us out, and, and it's probably a big reason that they, they you know, if, if they would have pinned us back on those times instead of us giving us the ball and almost in the red zone, we, you know, it could have been uglier and whatever, you know, it is, it, it ended up being a 17 point loss in a game where they were in it most of the way. And I think, I think you have to take your second straight moral victory on this one. Absolutely. This, this was nothing but moral victories. Uh, this was pretty much everything I had on my end. I'd love to do a quick rundown of our predictions. Uh, final time we get to do it in the, for the season. <laughs> yes, indeed. Let's, uh, let me pull up the thing, and then you're going to pick a division, and we'll go through the records again. It'll be fun. Um, so the final score of the game was Buffalo Bills 27, Jets 10. Jets 10. Let's see. Um, that would fall into 
I guess it falls into it doesn't really. You had the Jets winning in your 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 worst and your and your best in your real, and you had Buffalo beating them by twenty in your worst. So that's pretty close. 30, 33, 13. fairly yeah. close. Let's just um, call it what it is. I missed. Yeah, <laughs> right, I had the Jets best case twenty seventeen. I had the the real scenario Bills thirty one nineteen, and the worst case Bills thirty seven thirteen. So none of us were really very close. So you just overestimated um, the Jets' offensive prowess by 31, pretty much what Buffalo scored. But So, okay, none of us really hit on yeah. a score this week. We, yeah, we both had the Jets at 13 in one prediction, so we'll, we'll give ourselves that. We'll, we'll pat ourselves on the back for taking a guess at something we have no control over. Okay, uh, Berrios was our was our, our MVP <laughs> for both of us, so uh, he did nothing. You gave me a joke pick of Kenny Yaboa as a, a, on a text. I mean, did he even get in the game? I don't remember seeing Nope. There you go. Okay. Keelan right, Cole so. led the way with three catches for 54 yards on the touchdown. But uh, so I don't think none of us hit on the MVP. Nope. But did anybody come close to Zach Wilson? I know we didn't hit on him as yards. He finished the game with 7 of 20 for 87 yards, but one touchdown and no INTs yet again. We uh, we both had him at one touchdown, and uh, that was <laughs> – that's it. You know, I had him at three interceptions just because I was being stubborn. You had him at one. Uh, I had him at 17 of 35, which is really generous. You had him at 18 of 28, even more generous. And we, we both had him over 200 yards, 230 for me, 212 for you. So, um, yeah, well, I guess we uh, we underestimated. the. I, I, I did say Buffalo's defense would have a big impact. I just didn't think it would be that big. But, hey, it is what it is, right? After hearing those predictions, I can just say, thank God we're a podcast being a Jet fan. Thank God we're not a podcast giving people suggestions on I stats know. and predictions. <laughs> yes, yeah. Give us your money. We'll give you winners. Okay. Just bet against us, right? <laughs> There'd be a okay, lot of people pick a canceling division. the service with us. I know. Pick a division. We, we've gone through well, the AFC East and the AFC West. I actually thought about this. I want to do NFC East. NFC, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, start with the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, the New York Jets, uh, before I even pull it up, I remember the Jets for years had never beaten the Cowboys. I forget when they first beat them. Maybe maybe, maybe in 89 when when, uh, when Dallas is 1-15, that might be the time. I'm going to see if I'm right. But the Jets and Dallas have played 12 games. Low, very, very low. Uh, what would you say is the breakdown there? 12 games. My last memory against the Cowboys is actually a good one when uh, Sam Darnold has arguably the best game as a Jet and they held on to win. But out of only 12 wins, I'll say the Jets, out of 12 games, the Jets have four wins. Oh, so close. 7-5. And Dallas Dallas won the first four games and then the Jets beat them in 90. Okay, so 90-89-90. I think that was the year Dallas was one in fifteen. Yeah, I think it was because they would those those guys were drafted in eighty nine. I think yeah, they were drafted in eighty nine, and then nineteen ninety was the year. Okay, so the, that means the Jets lost the first four. That means the Jets are now five out of the last eight. Yeah, there you go. Okay, all right. So move on. Jets, Jets. Let's see who's next. Philly, Giant, New York Giants. Okay, Giants. Giants and Jets have played 14 games, and not including preseason, of course. Oh, what wow, only 14. There? I was sure That's you were going to yeah. say it was closer to 30. Um, I'll say the Jets out of 14, six wins for the Jets. Ding, 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 ding. Yes! <laughs> I finally Board, got a division where one, the yeah. game counts are low enough that you can actually hit with a lucky guess. <laughs> I know. All right, Giants, 8-6. Okay, Philly, we already know that it's uh, – I'm, I'm going to go the other way. I'm gonna, we already know they've never beaten Philly. How many games have they played? Oh, the Jets have never beaten uh, beaten they, Philly. They have never beaten the Eagles, not one time. 
Wow, so I'm, I mean, I'm assuming uh, it's going to be somewhere in the range of uh, the same amount of games that they have against the Cowboys and the Giants. So I'll say 14 games. Nope, 12. 12. Okay, and they've lost every single one of them. All right. Wow, and never finally, knew that until two two seconds ago. <laughs> and then uh, Washington, another team they didn't beat the first few times they played. I remember that. And then the first time they beat them, they beat them three <laughs> nothing. And I remember that because it was uh, it was the '90s when the Jets were terrible. Yes, '93 Jets three Redskins nothing. First time they ever beat them, but they have played twelve games. I'll say once again. Oh man, I'm, originally I wanted to go with four, but I'll say the Jets have found somebody that they're equal with. Six wins. Nope, you were right. Four. <laughs> and the, and the well, Jets have won the last three. The Jets were one in one in eight against the Redskins and have won the last three. Just like in my college career, I know the answer. I changed it at the last second, and I failed the exam. Beautiful. Yep. It's, <laughs> Thanks for bringing it's, uh, back fun memories, Robbo. Hey, my pleasure. My pleasure. You're a college star, man. You cherish those <laughs> memories. All right, buddy. Uh, that's it. We'll do something later in the week and uh, do a report card, so let's prepare for it, and um, we'll chat. I'll text you a few names so you can think it over before we jump on a podcast, and look forward to catching you later this week. Let's do it. All right.